What's up, homies? I'm Erica. I'm Roshane J. And we are so happy to have you hanging out with us today. Oh, I'm so excited. We talk about a very, 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 very good movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Oh, so excited. I'm sorry. I know. I'm so excited. We thought it was only fitting since we like hyped Freddy up so much in our intro. (laughs) That we we had to talk about. Obviously, we just need to hurry up and jump in and talk about Freddy and talk about an Iron Elm Street. Let's get get out of our systems. Fangirl for an hour or so. And honestly, guys, like, Find you someone who talks about you like we talk about Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the type of energy you guys need in your life. That's what I'm hoping. That is all that you, is all goals. you have in your life. <laughs> Straight <laughs> yeah. up goals. Like honestly, re- so I rewatched the movie for this, like, you know, just to get mm-hmm. a refresher, even though I love this movie. I've seen it a couple of times. Like, yeah. God, man, even on the uncountable amount of rewatches, I still love this movie so much. A lot of the mo- those horror movies that have lasted throughout the years, if you go back and watch the original, they still hold up. Like, they're still such good movies. Yeah, I was surprised, honestly. It was just like, usually old movies, you, you know, they feel dated when you're watching them. But I watched yeah. this one as if it was something that just came out. Like, I will, like, like some, of the, some of the acting and some of the other things felt a little dated, sure. But, like, the yeah. actual movie itself mm-hmm. stands the testament of time. It does. I definitely think it does. It, and I think that that's just such a like testament to the story and the fact that they made a villain that is always going to be scary. Like they gave the, what they gave him as his backstory and everything that he is able to do. I don't care when you're like, what time period you're growing up in. Like that's scary. The idea of something coming for you in your dreams because everybody has to sleep. Like everybody has nightmares. Everybody has like these different types of fears. And so like they really just, they really done did something when they, when they They, came up with the idea of Freddie. They did. They did good. They did good. And, like, I mean, they also, let's be real here, having Wes Craven be the one to come up with it, like... Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. What a what a pillar for the genre. Mm-hmm. Like, this man gave a scream, nightmare, hills have mm-hmm. eyes, like, the last house on the left. Like, this swamp thing, like, when it comes to... Mm-hmm. When it comes to horror movie, like there, there aren't very many that can do it quite like Wes Craven. No, he's he's so his mind, like was incredible. Have you? Let me ask you this: Have you ever seen um, the People Under the Stairs? I actually have not seen that. That is uh, also by Wes Craven, and I think that that is one that we should dive into because it is like. If, if you didn't know it was by Wes Craven, you wouldn't think that mm-hmm. it was. And that's one uh, that's one that I'm just going to go ahead. I'm just uh, I'm just going to say it now on the podcast so that <laughs> 
we will be doing that. So that is right. uh, that is now out into the world. Thank you. So this movie came out in 1984. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was by... Wes Craven was the director. Like we said, he is like such a horror movie icon. He came up with this idea because he had read a story um, in the Los Angeles Times. He had read this story about these men that were dying in their sleep Mm -hmm. and By no accounts, they didn't have any health-related problems. It wasn't like they were having heart attacks or anything like that. They were just, like, waking up and screaming and then dying, and then their autopsies were revealing that everything with them was fine. They had just died. And there was one particular story about this guy that – told his parents that he was afraid to fall asleep because he was having these horrible nightmares and the same thing happened to him. They heard him screaming. They went in and he was dead and they found like a coffee pot that he had set up in his closet. And he had like like sleeping pills that he was supposed to be taking that he didn't take. Yeah, he had been hiding all of the sleeping pills that they thought he was taking. He hadn't been taking any of them. And that is like a so sudden unexpected death syndrome is what that is. Suds for short. Oh, this is um, a this is a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um it's not super like I remember common. I remember the story being real, but I didn't actually look too much into the actual um mm-hmm. cause of it. Yeah, no, this is something that happens. Uh, Obviously, it's not like a common – people don't often die that way. But um, a lot of times I think that it can be traced to like severe stress kind of wreaking havoc on your body. Okay, I get that. um, But yeah, it's a a real thing that happens to people. So that's what basically they've – you know, that's what they put on all of these deaths so that they said it was sudden unexpected mm-hmm. death syndrome. But yeah, he read that story and he just kind of went with it and was like, yeah, well, what this, if there is somebody in their dreams? Like trying to kill them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I've watched like a couple like behind the scenes about this movie, like throughout the years. And apparently like there was a lot of different layers that went to like the creation uh, Freddie, who prayed, mm-hmm. play, prayed, played by Robert uh, England, and uh, he, England. yeah, he also his performance as Freddie is like one of the things. Like I'm sure we'll get to it about just how good no, he plays. We're gonna talk about it, yeah. <laughs> how good he plays him, but like there were a lot of elements to Freddie, and like I loved seeing a little bit of like the breakdown of what Wes Craven had in mind when he was creating the character because like. I think for one, like with his face and like him being all burnt up and stuff, because the movie came out right around the time that we were getting Friday the 13th and Halloween, we already were getting these like masked um, slasher Mm -hmm. killers like in the genre. And so he took a different approach with it and having uh, an antagonist whose face we actually saw all of like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't somebody hidden behind a mask it was you get to see this guy as he's doing the stuff that he do that he does and he enjoys what he does i think it's one mm-hmm. of the creepiest things about freddy is he 
takes a lot of joy in the killings yeah. that he does. This man, he gets a oh, kick out of killing. It. Oh, yeah. He loves it. He, like, gets all kinds of pleasure. It's kind of, like, implied that he gets, like, sexual pleasure. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he's all about it. And this, yeah, and this movie did come out after... Halloween and Friday the 13th had already been out. Yeah, so like what a, what a time out. to still release such an important and amazing horror movie. Yeah. It's like you got two of the most important horror movies ever just got released and somehow you still find a way to stand out. Yeah, it's it was a completely different take on that wasn't what was popular at the time. After Halloween and Friday the 13th came out, everybody was like wanted to have a silent scary serial killer who was going around chasing teens like that was the thing is it mm-hmm. was like, okay now everybody needs to be like that because that's what's popular mm-hmm. and by having freddie it was the complete opposite of that not only do you see his face he's not technically he's not real he's just this guy that comes to you in your dreams he talks he has a personality like he Like, he has a relationship with his victims. He plays the cat and mouse game. Freddy doesn't just come and kill you. Like, he loves to play with you. Yeah, he takes his sweet time with it. He, Yeah, he wants to scare you as much as possible, and then he'll kill you. And that was not something that was popular at the time. Mm -mm. And so, yeah, to have this idea and to be like, yeah, this this is what we're doing. This is what I want. And I'm like, this is going to work was a really big gamble because that was not what was proven to be working at the time. Yeah. And so for the couple of people that don't like I we collectively kind of assume that everybody's seen this movie at this point. Um, but if for whatever reason you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole idea of Freddy is like he was like a child murderer slash molester, mm-hmm. I think, too. Yeah. Um, I think that was, kind of, it's that was implied. It's never like mm-hmm. fully said. Um, yeah. But he is he's taking a trial for the, his crimes, but because of like a loophole with like some search warrants gets off scot free. So the actual parents of the, and the community get together and track him down, burn him alive in his house. And then his spirit goes on to then just haunt and hunt down the children of this community. That's kind of like the mm-hmm. whole origin of, of Freddie. Right. Yeah. And, so, yeah, they kind of create this vengeful person. So now um, it's a, a nightmare on Elm Street because all of the Elm Street kids that we now follow in this series, their parents were responsible for killing Freddy. So now yeah. he's going to come back and he's going to kill their kids. Yeah. So it's kind of like a revenge story that these kids really didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like their parents did some vigilante justice and now they're paying for that. They're getting slaughtered. And these kids get slaughtered, man. Oh, like, Yeah. Yeah. I I'll- think that was something that was so scary about like that was another thing that really scared me about Freddie is these deaths are violent yeah and they're horrifying yeah. Like, yeah and like I for those of you who listened to our intro episode like you've already heard me talk about how much this movie scarred me as a kid yeah, and I think yeah. it's because of like what you're saying he has 
zero chill like absolutely (laughs) no fucking chill and one of the things it's kind of like a it's this weird unspoken rule i want to say in horror movies that like it's very rare that you go for kids like if you go for kids Mm -hmm. there's like a reason behind you going for kids like it's integral to the plot otherwise usually kids are either left alone or they're killed off screen like i think across horror Mm -hmm. you see that a lot but this one is honed in on the fact that the people dying are kids and like he is that's what he wants like he doesn't even like he really barely gives a shit about the people who actually killed him like no 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 no. i'm gonna hit you where it hurts yeah yeah, I'm going to come after your kids then. Yeah, and so like- <laughs> being a kid and watching these kids be just violently ripped to shreds in their most vulnerable place, their dreams, like that is just terrifying. Yeah, and and because it's in their dreams, it's this is one of those movies that plays off of the whole the parents don't believe the kids trope it plays but it works here because by all accounts these kids are just having nightmares what kid doesn't have a nightmare and doesn't tell their parents like hey i had a nightmare it was really scary so of course these parents are like okay okay you Mm -hmm. had a nightmare like it happens they really have to band together and be freddie on their own because they don't have another choice nobody's gonna believe that this thing that's in their dreams can actually kill them so it's completely in the hands of these kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) to go and when we say kids they're like what 15 yeah they're i think they're like early high schools or yeah they're not like eight but they're younger they're like younger teens it's not this isn't this isn't one of those you know very much so in the halloween in the Friday the 13th, they're like sex crazed teenagers who yeah. are like doing, you know, drinking and smoking cigarettes. And well, then right well, after they have I will sex. Say they, they're close. Like they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're right there. They're um, close, but they're a bit more like they're just regular kids. They, they're not, you know, on a weekend of, you know, going away to summer camp and, you know, having sex and then right away they die. Yeah. They're just regular kids you know teenage kids of course they're doing like teenage kids stuff but you you just never know in this movie when they're gonna die because it's not like they're doing anything wrong they're just going to sleep and you don't know like okay are they gonna wake up or is this the the one yeah 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 well, like, all right, let's go into some of the things that make this movie so good. Don't, for a, yeah. Like, like for me, one of the big things that I loved, which there are other horror movies that do this, but I think this movie does this well, where instead of doing the slow build to, like, what is the thing that we're supposed to be scared of, we get it within the first five minutes. Like, within mm-hmm. the first five minutes, we get Freddy. We know, like, the first scene is him hunting down... Um, Tina, who you think is going to be the main character. But yeah. <laughs> you think she's the final. Yeah. You think that Tina is going to be the final girl. And this is the first time that Wes Craven pulls this like little bait and switch where you follow this character for the first 10 to 15 minutes, believing that that's the character you're going to be following the whole time. And then she dies. <laughs> yeah. And does she die? Like her death is. Whew, that is. Like, and it's something that I don't think was really seen 
uh, during that time. Like when she's getting like she gets like mm-hmm. sliced up and her bloody body gets like pulled up a wall by like these invisible yeah. forces. And she's just getting just chucked around and just yeah. mutilated. And like you had like, we've seen we've seen deaths of similar like violence and gore, but we hadn't seen something quite like that during that the time. De- de- like defied like all logic the laws of gravity <laughs> yeah because she gets dragged up the wall they used a a rotating room to film it and so but the way that oh, that's really us, cool yeah yeah it's it's awesome also while i'm talking about the rotating room just a shout out to anybody who is interested in the nightmare series or even so just really thinks that like behind the scenes of movies is interesting to learn about. There is a kick-ass documentary called never sleep again. Um, And it's all about the nightmare on Elm street. It goes through the making of every single movie, the behind the scenes, they interview the actors, directors, writers, Wes Craven's in it. Robert Mm -hmm. England is in it. And they talk about how they filmed scenes like this. They talked about the kills. Like they go really deep into how they did everything. So just wanted to shout that out. If anybody's interested in watching it, I've watched the, the documentary is like four hours long because mm-hmm. they go through each movie. Oh, okay. But I've watched that documentary like six times. It's so interesting. Yeah, I've watched um, like bits and pe- I haven't sat and watched the entire thing myself, but I definitely watched uh, like little bits and pieces just because it's like so interesting. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Awesome. And it's it's so cool too because like for a movie that holds up so well, even when you watch it now in 2020, it it's a testament to the hard work that went into some of the filmmaking yeah. of this time where like you, it wasn't all CGI back then. Like you mm-hmm. made these things by hand and yeah. it, it shows on camera. It really does. Yeah. Because the practical effects, it, they la- they hold up, like they hold up so well over time. So when you look back and watch this, yeah, sometimes you can like clock the effect. Like you're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. there's the string. Yeah. But you know, it's still, but still, it's better than watching CGI from the 80s where it's so obviously this is like so bad. <laughs> an and like animation. They, yeah. They did do like a re-remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, which like has some of the same ones. But even in that one, I there were a lot of effects that I actually prefer the practical ones from the original. Like for me, like the big one is like the 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 face and the hands going through the wall, Ooh, like yeah. which I believe in the remake is C, is CG. But I, I yeah. think the the real gritty look that it has in the original is just way better. Just because like it's more eerie. Yeah, it has this really surreal feel to it because it's like it's a dream. Like it's mm-hmm. it looks like it could be in a dream. It's just because it's just so weird. Yeah, and that and the whole dream thing too is just what a, what a good thing to play off of too. Because not only do you have such a dangerous and scary antagonist to have to deal with, then you have to deal with the reality bending aspect of like what's real, what's not real. Mm-hmm. Like what am I and like this is something that has been in horror movies since the dawn of horror. Like be, people have been reusing this idea of what's real and what's not. But like right. 
having it backed by this idea that it's the manifestation of dreams grounds it in such a way that it's just so scary because like you really never know and especially when you're watching these kids try and survive freddy's onslaught like you never really know when they're safe and when they're Mm -hmm. not yeah and it's just so cool because because you're in a dream and the dream is like no longer your world. It's Freddy's world. Yeah. He can take you anywhere. He can put you wherever he wants. He can do anything he wants because it's a dream. Like there are no limits for him. As yeah. long as you're in his territory, like, okay, you have to play by his rules, but his rules, he doesn't have any rules. Yeah, he he has can zero do whatever rules. he wants. And so that's why like this death with, with Tina, it's you know in in her dream because we, we cut between like reality and her dream. In her dream, she's being dragged and pulled around by him. But then we cut back to reality, and her boyfriend is watching her be dragged up a wall, dragged onto the ceiling, yeah. and she's just screaming. And like, there's no rules. He can just do whatever he wants, and. Like she's still in the dream. Yeah. And that's Which it for her. I will I will say upon rewatching this thing, and this is still uh one of my favorite, if not my favorite horror movies of all times. Like one of the funny things I did see is like some of these characters like handle death in such a funny way, or just like they're very nonchalant about it, like upon mm-hmm. rewatch, like the scene after Tina gets just brutally murdered, like one, the boyfriend's watching, like doesn't do a damn thing. It's just like, why? Mm-hmm. not like there's much that he can do, but he just, yeah. he literally is doing nothing He's to just stop like, this. Tina! He's just like screaming for yeah. her and reaching his hand out. Cause doesn't, I think she, like, cause they're in bed when this first happens and he kind of gets like flung out of the bed when she starts thrashing around. Yeah. And so he's just like off in the corner, like, Tina, like watching Tina, her what's being dragged. <laughs> yeah. In her, her head, she's probably like, help me. Fucking help me, dude. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. And then her friend, and then her friends finally barge in. Like they walk in and they just see like the room splattered with blood and she's mm-hmm. just like mercilessly mutilated and they just kind of stand there like there's no like there's no like shock or, or like scream or like anything they just kind of like look and then we cut away and i just i found that really funny honestly <laughs> yeah. because it's just like they seemed so unfazed by it <laughs> maybe that's just like maybe that maybe they thought it was just another like wild night for Tina and her boyfriend. Maybe they're like <laughs> used to that. They're like, Ooh, they're getting real like, oh. frisky in there. Like a little role play. Like this, <laughs> yeah. ar- this argument took a turn. Oh, yeah. y- y'all got rough. <laughs> and then they're like, Oh shit. What? Wait, <laughs> What's hold going on. on. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but then, but then oh, like, yeah, this, this movie, it, because it introduces Freddy so quickly and introduces the terror of Freddy so quickly, for longer time listeners, like you'll know that's a big thing for me is like how you use the danger in your horror movie and like mm-hmm. how quickly you can establish it for the audience of like this is the thing that's scary and this is what you're looking out for. Because we get it so early on, we get an entire movie of us 
and the main characters desperately trying to avoid it. Like we know, mm-hmm. we know that if a character falls asleep, that that's it, we're done, like it's game over. And so every time they get closer, they're even in like a situation that would be like, oh, you could fall asleep here. Like your your whole body tenses up because you're just like, oh no, don't don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep, don't yeah. go to sleep. Like it 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 just pulls on your heartstrings because you see them getting into these moments and like. That's that's one of the scariest things about Freddy, right? Is like he's inevitable. You mm-hmm. have to sleep. You can't just stay up forever. Yeah. Like you're going it's to impossible. have to deal with him at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to start to get smart about the ways that you deal with him. And the so the final girl that we end up getting is Nancy, who was one of Tina's friends. And So after Tina dies, we kind of switch over to following Nancy's story. And I just love her as a final girl. Like, she's smart. She's brave. She, like, is quick with – she, like, is always thinking of, okay, now, like, that didn't work. What else can I do? And she, despite the fact that her parents don't believe her, her boyfriend, played by a young Johnny Depp, doesn't believe Ooh, her. I always forget he's in this movie. I mm-hmm. always forget that Johnny Depp is yeah, Glenn. <laughs> he is. This is, like, one of his this first is like, one of his first things, right? Things. Like, yeah. And he, um, he might have been in something – else i'm not sure i'm not sure if this was like was this this johnny depp's first movie i do know that the only reason he got the part is because wes craven's daughter said that he looked dreamy and so she (laughs) asked him if he would put johnny depp in the movie and that's really that's 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 hilarious yeah she just thought he was really cute and so he was like okay (laughs) put him in the movie yeah, so he is in this um, as uh, what's his name? As Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is Nancy's boyfriend, and he doesn't believe in this either. He's like one of the few of them who isn't having nightmares. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, despite the fact that no one really believes her, Nancy, uh, like immediately she's trying to figure out how she can defeat Freddy. She stands up to him and she's not afraid to confront him. And she is the one who discovers like, oh, I can bring him, like I can bring bits and pieces out of my dream. Mm -hmm. Cause she like, there is a point where they get into a confrontation and she grabs his hat off of his head as she's waking up and she still has his hat. In real life. Which adds a whole nother layer to it too. We're like, all right, now there's like, now he's in both planes. Like now it's not just, it's not just a dream. Like this is real in its own way, shape or form. Like there's some reality here. And you're like, oh, we can level the playing field. And so right away she's like, okay, I'm going to bring him in and I'm going to fight him. Like she sets up these like home alone traps Mm -hmm. to like defeat him. She's just, she's great. I love, she's smart. She doesn't play like a damsel in distress. She like, she realizes she's on her own and she's like, all right, I'll do this. Oh, also, by the way, I did look it up. This was Johnny Depp's first movie was Nightmare on Elm Street. That's That's great. That's awesome. That, that makes me love the movie even more. He gave us Johnny Depp. That's great. Who yeah. Also, by the way, maybe one of the most gruesome deaths in horror. Like his death in this movie <laughs> is so brutal. 
Like, yeah, it's yeah, it is. There's, it's so, it's like gory, but it's not because you don't see anything happen to him. No, but like, it's just the way that it happens. Like the way he gets like dragged down, like into the bed, and then it's just mm-hmm. expl- blood volcano just comes out of it. Yeah, it's he one of gets those. It leaves it into his bed. It's it's mm-hmm. like it's one of those great uses of like. You don't have to show us everything in a horror movie for it to be Mm -hmm. gruesome. It's just like you give us these two little pieces of he gets dragged into the unseen and then all we get is just this eruption of blood. That leaves it up to your your own imagination of what the fuck happened to him. Because like what you think happened to him is probably a hundred times worse than what they could have shown. Yeah. Like the things that you imagine to be like, how is... There's so much blood. <laughs> and there's bed. a lot of blood, y'all. There yeah. is a ton. Like, if you haven't seen a Nightmare on Elm Street, that scene will get you. You will. You're not. You're not ready. I, I'm telling you that right now. You're not ready. It's like a. It's like a geyser of blood just shoots out of his bed. <laughs> it's. It's pretty great. It's like um, three Tarantino movies worth of blood <laughs> just shoots out of the bed. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> It's completely unexpected too, because like it happens so fast. He he closes his eyes. You don't even know if he's like actually falling asleep or not. He closes his eyes, and then like, it's like, gotcha. and then next thing you know, he is being sucked into his bed. Yeah, and then uh, buckets of blood are being shot out. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, she like. She's great. You're immediately rooting for her. Like you want her to succeed. And so when she finally like is able to fight back and bring Freddy into the real world, you're like, fuck him up, Nancy. Go. Like you're yeah. like, so ready for her to like. And she's just being surrounded by the most incompetent adults like mm-hmm. on the fucking planet where it's like she's yeah. on her own. Because the adults around here are just so fucking dumb. And like yeah, they're they all in denial. To believe her, mm-hmm. Even though they know what the fuck happened. Like the moment that they start bringing this dude up, they should have been red lights should have been flashing everywhere. Like they should have been definitely calling to action a lot quicker. If your kids well, are having yeah. nightmares about somebody they don't even know fucking existed, but you do. Like, come on now. Yeah. Well, and I will say they they do like I like what they did with her parents specifically because her mom like you you her mom is in denial. Yeah. You can tell that her mom immediately when she says Freddy Krueger, her mom is like, oh, oh, shit. Like she knows. Mm-hmm. But she so then she just drinks. She's just drunk yeah. for the rest of the movie. Which, she refuses yo, this, this to mom, believe. It was down in. I was keeping track. This mom had a bottle in every scene. Like and I'm I'm led to believe that that was a different bottle every time. Like <laughs> yeah. this lady was down she in seven guzzling. bottles a week. Just go, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is guzzling down alcohol the whole movie because she's just like she knows she knows that she fucked up she knows that um oh because she has so she is the one that ends up kind of giving nancy all of the backstory because she is the one who kept freddie's glove Mm -hmm. freddie has this 
awesome weapon. It's a glove and it has knives on every finger. And he only has it on one hand. Yeah. But so that was like his his weapon of choice when he was alive. So he still has it in the which, in which fun world. fact from I think the same documentary you're talking about that Wes Craven when he was coming up with the weapon apparently he had a cat at the time and like when he was like oh what weapon should Freddy use like I think he mm-hmm. saw his like cat like kind of like doing like a clawing motion at something and then his brain just went mm. oh yeah fuck yeah I know what I'm doing it's cool it's such a cool well, weapon yeah and it's I, it's so iconic now too is like he took he took this kind of abstract weapon idea and made it into just like you when you see the the bladed glove hand there's only one person that you think of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's syn- like it's synonymous with Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Nancy's mom is the one who kept that in their basement and so you you know like you know Nancy knows, the mom knows, he's back. Everybody knows that, but because of what they've done, she doesn't want to admit, like she refuses to admit that, oh, we messed up and now you're paying for it. So, and then the mom, the mom kind of like fucks up Nancy's shit. Cause like Nancy has this huge plan about how she's going to bring Freddie into her house and how she's going to like kill him and how she'll escape. And then the mom puts bars on all of the windows so yeah. that Nancy can't leave. <laughs> and and then like locks like, her in the house. Yeah. Like, like Nancy's like, what did you do? And the mom's like, locked, locked, locked. Everything's <laughs> locked. <laughs> just like drunk on the couch. Yeah. I lock things just cause, eh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. And Nancy's like, great. But she's still like, she adapts and she gets it done. Yeah, like she never, she never sit like even as all these terrible, just awful things are happening to her, she keeps going forward, and that's definitely a testament to her. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, her mom locks her up. She's like, all right, fuck it, I'll come up with a different plan. Like, I'll, I'll adapt, I'll change, and like, fuck yeah, she she really was a great like main character in terms of just like mm-hmm. her her moves during the movie and that's the that's another testament to how good the movie is it's like it's dope to watch like a smarter um protagonist deal with this smart antagonist like now it's mm-hmm. you got like this little battle of wits happening all while freddie's on his rampage of like she knows what she's kind of up against um mm-hmm. So like she's still finding ways to be safe about it, but she's she's combating this thing. Like she's not just going yeah. into that sweet sweet goodbye. Mhm. Yeah, and it's and Freddie and her, they kind of have this like real like relationship throughout the movie because Freddie goes into her dreams a lot without yeah actually killing her most of the time because she can figure out a way to make herself wake up yeah like um but they have this whole like cat and mouse game throughout where freddie like really really specifically enjoys nancy and like yeah playing with nancy you could tell like he's kind of saving her for last where it's like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna handle everybody else but i'm coming back don't you worry 
Yeah, and he's very, like, sexual with her. He, like, almost attacks her in the tub, and his glove, like, comes up comes up, her yeah. legs. And then he, like, licks her mouth, because she's on the phone like, in yeah. one part, and then the it's bottom of the, the a- yeah, <laughs> the bottom of the phone turns into a mouth, and his tongue is, like, <laughs> like on her mouth. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, like, even some of the, like, it, it's, <sighs> this movie captures so much, because it's not trying to be funny ever, but mm-hmm. like as you're watching it, there are just parts that you can't help but like kind of giggle at because mm-hmm. like they're a little ridiculous, but they're just ridiculous in the context of just like watching it from the outside. Yeah. Or like the, yeah. for the characters, it's terrifying. But for mm-hmm. you, the viewer, it's like you can watch this movie. It's got that it's got that old school slasher feel of like even though you're watching some terrible shit happen, like it's engaging and entertaining enough that you keep watching. Like you're not laughing at the movie, you're laughing with it. It's not like, oh, this is so bad. It's more so like you can find that part funny, but if you do, you're kind of siding with Freddie. Like yeah, he thinks that shit's funny. That's yeah, why he, he does that. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm a fuck with you right here. Like, yeah, like, I, like that could, that could have been my claw hand coming out of there to just like slice your face. Like, nah, I'm gonna give you a little tongue. Nah, yeah, I just want to kiss you a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like messing with her the whole movie, and she keeps discovering, like, she keeps having to find these ways to wake herself up um the so his main freddie's main kind of lair that he takes people to a lot um they kind of don't stick with that as much as the series goes on but especially in this first one and also in the second one his main thing is the boiler room that's Mm -hmm. where he was when they came and killed him that's where he would kill children um so Usually, they're transported into the boiler room. Yeah. And that's also a great set. Like, that's a really scary place to be. There's, like, fire everywhere and, like, steam. Yeah, things are are also very, like, scrunched together. So, it's, like, hard Mm -hmm. to navigate. You can't really see what's around you. Like, he really could be in any corner and you just have no idea. Like, you just don't know where he's going to be lurking. Yeah, it's like this labyrinth that you have to like figure out. So, yeah, especially in this first one, uh, mainly with the two girls, Tina and Nancy, because the boys in this movie, Freddie kills them right away. As soon as he's in their dreams, he kills them. But yeah. Tina and Nancy specifically, he messes with them. Yeah, like a lot before he kills them. Yeah, which I th- I, I think is kind of like the the kind of nudge in the direction of like he's. Because even Wes Craven says to like he's supposed to be this detestable human being, and mm-hmm. like him, him with the like, not only does he murder them, but he's got this like weird sexual energy towards them. Is like he wanted this character to be the worst thing on the planet, and mm-hmm. like it just it adds another layer of creepy on this already just so creepy character. Yeah. Yeah, it it really does. Because now you're like, oh, like, like makes me feel weird. Yeah. He makes me feel weird. <laughs> um, but Robert England is so good. Like, he makes, he's, he, yeah, of course, you're not rooting for Freddy, but like, 
you're kind of rooting for Freddie. And that is just a testament to how good Robert England is at playing him. Yeah, like the the script itself and the idea were strong enough that I think you could have probably put anybody in Freddie's shoes and it would have been, you know, at least passable. But he definitely takes it to the next level because he really embraces this character when he plays him. Well, but I guess like Wes Craven did say they originally he wanted a stunt man to play Freddy because he wanted Freddy to do all these stunts and he wanted him to have a certain like hulking presence about him. Interesting. And yes, but he realized that the stunt men couldn't have they didn't have any character to them they just did what they were supposed to do as far as the stunts but they couldn't add anything diff- like new to freddie so mm-hmm. then he realized he needed an actor yeah. and then he got robert england yeah which, so, which is too is the thing of like him there the choice to have this uh terror figure whose face that we see is like you can't mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with the lack of personality with the with the mass killers because they just need to be this this entity that follows you and once it catches you it kills you but with freddie like you need that that playful energy as he does terrible things that right because you get to see his face it would be so strange to have a nightmare on Elm Street where Freddie was just you could see his face but he never spoke. Like it might work, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same movie that we've all grown to like love over the years. Yeah. And I do think it's hard because he's so good at playing it. It is really hard to that was I couldn't get into the remake because all I wanted was Robert England to be Freddie. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do. That's not to say that someone else trying to be him like can't do their own thing with it or can't be good in it but it's just not gonna be the same yeah his was just so good he is freddy for me Mm -hmm. and i can't picture anybody else being him or playing him unless they just did a complete imitation of him which obviously i don't want that either like yeah i agree agreed 100 agreed yeah so um yeah, he's like then the way that Freddie develops over the series. I mentioned this in the first episode. He does kind of become a little bit of a Looney Tune and he gets a little like wacky and wild and like mm-hmm. he's he always he does- has this like quip that he has to say like before he kills someone that has to do with their death and he but he's still great even when he's that way just cuz it's Robert England. It's yeah. Like, I and like he like starts, it. it's, and that's the thing is like that's just showing like the character changing over time because he starts off like already a little like borderline Looney Tunes anyway, like mm-hmm. like the way he kind of like chases after people and does the little, little like cat and mouse like peekaboos like around the corners is like he's like smiling and like jolly about it like he he just takes so much joy with fucking with people that. It makes sense that as he gets more and more kills under his belt, he gets a little bit cockier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. And also, too, the more that he, like, dies and then gets to come back to life in the next movie, he's probably like, 
oh, I'm immortal. Great. I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> he like dies at the end of every yeah. single movie. And, and then somehow comes back. comes back. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was that are like no, no movie's perfect to me. Um, And like that was the one thing with Nightmare on Elm Street is the, <laughs> yeah, ending, the ending is just so weird. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm okay with it because I love the movie so much, but like. It just, I don't know if it really made sense because, like, she gets rid of them. Like, we get this whole, like, I take away your power, Freddy, because I don't believe in your bullshit. Yeah, I'm not scared of you anymore. And then he's just like, ah, and then he's gone. <laughs> but yeah. then literally kills her, like, a scene later. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, so is that last yeah. is is the last bit like her dreaming or is that I I've I never been ever to peg it like what that actual ending is I think that yeah I think it's meant to be a dream because everybody is alive again and everybody is fine and everything's great and because in the spoiler but uh, Nancy Nancy comes back in the third movie nancy and her dad come back in the third movie and her mom is dead like uh i and like glenn is dead you know all of her friends are alive at the end again and Uh i'm like okay but defeating freddie wouldn't bring your friends back yeah like they're still dead yeah i think it's meant to imply that she is dreaming and it is still in your dreams and also because those people are singing those little girls are singing the little tune and jumping yeah, rope which that and, tune is so creepy yeah it's really good um but yeah i think it's meant to imply that she thinks that she's free and everything's fine and then she realizes oh no i'm still dreaming mm-hmm. and he's still here yeah. but that that ending was a reshoot that wasn't how it was supposed to end Wes Craven was did not want it to end that way he was really upset that it had to end that way um because originally Wes Craven wanted it to end with Nancy winning and her you know getting rid of Freddie he didn't want to do sequels mm-hmm. and the, it's one of those production things where it's just yeah, like the production company was like no we need a scare like we need a final scare uh friday the third they wanted something that was like friday the 13th how that has a final like gotcha like they wanted Mm -hmm. something like that and so they had to go back and add that yeah which i forever hate and i know it's like a symptom of the industry and it's something that will always happen forever as long as producers exist but i just hate that when you've got like such a great plot and like you have an idea for a story and then like the politics of it eventually come in where they're like, we mm-hmm. we're paying you for this movie, so we wanna we wanna make sure we can potentially get another one of these out of you. Like, I hate yeah. that so much. It's but yeah. again, it's inevitable. Um and it's just something that happens was it's unfortunate. It is. And I think that, you know, the production company so New Line Cinema produced this mm-hmm. and they produced all of the Freddy movies, but they really were kind of both New Line. New Line was taking a chance with this movie, but also Wes Craven was taking a chance with them because at the time New Line was doing kind of like B horror movies. They didn't yeah. have any big like hits or anything. And so they needed this movie to succeed. So I think that that was a really big reason that they were like, okay, well, we need a scare. Cause like we need people to be talking about this movie. We need it to 
you know, have potential. And of course it did. And they ended up doing a bunch of sequels from it. But it basically kept New Line Cinema in, like, it kept them alive. Because they were going to, if this movie didn't succeed, they were going to have to close as a production company. Because they needed it to, they like, they call New Line Cinema the house that Freddie built. Because if this movie failed, then they would have been done. But it didn't. And they were able to, like, produce a bunch of other things. Because people were like, oh, like, you produced A Nightmare on Elm Street? Cool. Will you do my movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those things where, like, even with that weird kind of production-assisted ending, the movie's just still so good. It is still so good. And even with that ending, it's still a creepy – because I do really like – so after Nancy defeats Freddy, she, like – she – goes through the door and as soon as she goes through the door she's all dressed up it's daytime outside uh her mom is sending her off to school she gets in the car with her friends and it's in they're in a convertible and like the top comes down on the convertible and it is striped like the red and green like freddy's Mm -hmm. sweater and she realizes something is wrong and she starts screaming but then the car drives away on its own like that whole bit and it oh and that pans over and you see the little girls jumping rope and singing that whole mm-hmm. bit is actually pretty cool and then we get this shot of the mom <laughs> being sucked through the door window and it's a doll like it's obviously yeah. a doll it cuts from her to like a doll and they use like a suction to pull her through mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it looks, looks really so wacky <laughs> it, it looks, looks really so silly. wacky <laughs> yeah it does but I almost wish they would have just cut it after the little girl singing but of course they had to have a jump scare so they like suck her in through the window really quick (laughs) like real quick just gotta gobble her up yeah it's really quick and it yeah it's really funny because her body is like obviously like made of rubber it's like wiggling through the the window (laughs) Uh (laughs) but still a such a good movie like everything in it still holds up Yeah, it's one of those, like, if you enjoy horror and you have, whether, you know, maybe it was before your time of getting into horror movies or just one of those series that you never got into, like, it is one of the pinnacles, I think, of horror that you should watch if you enjoy the genre. Like, you should know this movie. Um, You should definitely have at least one watch under your belt because it's good. It's good. Like, I can't mm-hmm. see this movie ever not being good. Like, yeah. despite how how far into the future we get. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And the whole series itself, like, you can obvi- definitely watch the first one. Like, mm-hmm. if you see none of the other ones, see the first one. Um, all of them have something interesting about them all of them are entertaining none like uh when you start to get to the last one the final nightmare freddy's dead Mm -hmm. um maybe skip that one that's one (laughs) that i would say like you could definitely not watch that one but other than that you like there's something interesting and entertaining about all of them Freddie is great in all of them. Mm-hmm. The deaths are awesome in all of them. And like they're all worth a watch. So if you have time or if you like just ever want to check them out, I definitely recommend it. 
Yeah. Like, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> and, like, I – you know, we talked about some of our favorites in the intro episode, but – Man, like he's—I just can't get over how important Freddie really is to the genre, mm-hmm. and like just it, especially if you're interested in like getting into movie making or like doing your own horror movie, like it's just such a masterclass of like using all the different elements of horror to push the envelope and really scare your audience in a different way, like. Mm-hmm. It, Messing with your dreams is such an interesting psychological, uh, you, you know, form of just just torture that you have to deal with during mm-hmm. this movie. That oh man, I, I don't know. It just it 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 leaves you like I I to this day I'll never forget just not sleeping the night after seeing this for the first time because it just gets burned in your brain that sleep is Mm -hmm. dangerous you do not want to go to sleep yeah well and it's (laughs) the very first time I ever saw Freddy was watching Freddy versus Jason that was my first time ever like even hearing anything about him knowing anything about him i watched that movie first and then i went back too honestly yeah i think i saw that one first and then i went back yeah because that was just more that was around the time that we were starting to get old enough to like watch stuff like that and yeah because we we were both born in the 90s so like we yeah like it it took a couple years before our parents would even let us watch something like this yeah and i had an i have an older sister she wanted she was interested in watching that like kelly Rowland was in it and i was like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) kelly okay so yeah yeah, i was like okay yeah like i want to see this and i had a nightmare i had a nightmare that night about freddie oh no specifically and i remember it was weird though. I had a nightmare about Freddie, and like, despite her not being in the movie, Whoopi Goldberg came <laughs> and helped me like escape. It was weird. Um, so okay, thanks, I Whoopi. actually need that movie now. <laughs> I need I need Whoopi versus Freddie immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she came and helped me get away. So shout out to Whoopi. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> so I think he's just one of those characters regardless of the tone of the movie because that's a sillier movie um and he's he's silly in it he still scared me like i still was terrified of that idea that he could get you in your dreams like and promptly had a nightmare about it (laughs) so i mean i think that's just it's it's always gonna be good but i have okay i have a little game that i want to play okay Um, because it's been a while since you've seen the other movies in this. This series. is true. So a little, a little frame of reference when we were prepping for this episode, um, I was rewatching to kind of get a refresher, <laughs> and I was specifically told not to rewatch the uh, past the first movie. I don't know why, mm-hmm. um, but we're about to find out now. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons that i love this movie so much and that's probably very obvious is because of the kills in them mm-hmm. and i like i could talk about them all day i love 
I think they're just so insane. They look so gruesome. And I love that Freddy makes each kill specific to the character and it has something to do with like a, a character flaw that they have or a passion that they have. He always tailors it in some way. Okay. So I have <laughs> this is a guess which kill is fake. Oh, so I'm okay. going to right. I'm going to read three kills to you, mm-hmm. and I want you to guess which one didn't happen. So I have there's five okay. different there's five different questions, but there will be three kills per question. Okay. So you ready? Uh, uh, I'm as ready as I can be. Uh, people listening, if you're trying to play along to <laughs> see if you can score better than I have. Again, I have not watched the sequels in years so and this is from all these deaths they're from all of all of the sequels um there are no particular order and it's not like they're not all from the same movie in the same like category so except for the first one obviously these are all going to be from part two on okay all right let's do it i'm ready okay so philip is obsessed with puppets. Okay. In his dream, he is controlled by Freddy, who is his puppeteer. He turns his veins into strings and uses them to walk Philip to the top of a tall building where he then cuts his strings and allows him to fall. Whew, okay. Second death, Margot has a fear of falling. She enters into an elevator. As it starts to go down, she hears Freddy scream going down. The cable snaps, sending her hurtling into a dark void, never to be seen again. Okay. Joey sees a naked woman inside his waterbed. The waterbed turns into a like a pool, basically. Like the, the top of the waterbed goes away. Mm-hmm. And they kind of start getting frisky, but then she turns into Freddy. Oh. <laughs> and he gets pulled underwater and stabbed. Okay. Which death is fake? Oh, fuck. These all sound real. Did you come up with one of these? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I think the elevator one's true. That one okay. sounds true. Um, okay. Both... Both uh, one and three could also be true because it's Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I want to believe that number three is real. So I'm going to say okay. that number one is fake. Eh, the elevator is fake. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, uh, the elevator is The fake. bait and switch, the, the yeah. easiest one. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the elevator, um, it's a concept that they had for a death that they didn't end up using. So I kind of stole that one. I didn't okay. make it out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're Number in this. Two. We're, so we're you're good. All right, listeners. I'm going to get one of these. I'm going to get one of these. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I have faith in you. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Okay. So the first one, Tony's overbearing father is a doctor. In his nightmare, he is forced into surgery. His father is the performing surgeon. His father then transforms into Freddy and cuts him open. Second one, 
Carlos wears a hearing aid. In his nightmare, it gets magnified by Freddy, so every tiny noise hurts him. Freddy then scratches a chalkboard with his claw, which causes Carlos's head to explode. Whew. Third one, Sheila has asthma. While she is in her classroom, Freddy comes and kisses her and sucks all of the air and life out of her body. Oof, okay. <laughs> um, all right, for this one, I think, all right, I'm pretty sure number two is real because I have an image of Freddy doing the claws against a chalkboard like in my brain. So mm -hmm. I want to say that one's real. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, for some reason, kind of think number three is real. So I'm going to go with number one. I'm going to say number one's the fake one. Correct. Number yes. One is fake. Yes. <laughs> See, I nice. banked on Freddy being a troll. And that's why I was like, nah, number three's got to be real. Like that one yeah. had to have happened. Of him just like sucking all of her breath out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one's funny because he like comes up to her and he's like, want a French kiss? And she's like, no. And then he starts kidding. <laughs> Like kissing her, like all the breath out of her. Oh my goodness! Um, all right, okay. that's one. We got one. We're on yes, the board. One. Okay, third one. Okay, first death. Mark is obsessed with comic books. He gets sucked into one of his comic books, and he has to battle a black and white Freddy called Super Freddy. Freddy then turns him into paper and cuts him into pieces. Okay. Second death is Jennifer wants to be famous. She imagines herself being interviewed on a talk show. The host then transforms into Freddy and lunges at her as the TV cuts to static. Third okay. one, Spencer gets sucked into a video game. We watch him battle Freddy through different levels in the game as Freddy plays on a game controller before Freddy knocks Spencer down a hole. Huh. Which one is fake? Okay, I know the first one is real. That one I know is real because I actually remembered that death. Mm -hmm. uh, as you were saying that death, I was like, oh, I've totally seen that where he gets chopped yeah. up as a paper. So that one's real. Mm -hmm. um, the other two I'm not so sure about. So I'm going to guess the second one is the fake one. Okay. Second one is fake? Yeah. Yes, correct. Oh, all right. Yeah, that, so was, a, that I, was a full 50-50. I really wasn't sure on that one. <laughs> I tried to trick you with this one. The second one is a variation of a real death. So that one is true. It's uh, it's like this girl, Jennifer, she does want to be famous. Mm -hmm. and But in her nightmare, she is watching a talk show. And that does happen. Freddie comes on screen and, like, kills the guest. Mm-hmm. But then when the, when the TV turns off, she goes up to, like, turn it back on. Freddy's head and his head and his arms come out of the TV. Oh. And he, like, he picks her up and, he's go and he goes, welcome to primetime, bitch. And he, like, pushes her head into the TV. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, <laughs> yeah, which, uh, which, which one is that from? That is from the third one. That's that from the third from one? Dream Warriors, uh, yeah. See, now I'm going to have to go back and watch these just <laughs> to see all the kills. Yeah, that one is that one is really good. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Was it two out of five? Or how yeah. many were there? Okay. All yeah, right. that what was the... two. Okay. So now we are on the third one. Okay. The first death is Debbie is terrified of bugs. Um, as she is working out, she slowly gets turned into a cockroach. We zoom out to see Freddy is holding her in a roach motel, and he crushes it and crushes her. 
The, okay. the second one, Will is attacked by a giant wheelchair that has like knives on the front of it, but he uses his wizard powers to destroy it. But then Freddy surprises him and stabs him instead. Huh. The third one, Sammy is a painter. Freddie paints her into a picture, then adds flames engulfing her, setting her on fire in real life. Oh wow! Which okay. one is fake? This one, I am. I'm not sure at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna make a one out of three here, and I'm gonna go for the third one is fake. Correct. The oh, third one is shit. fake. Oh snap! That that was a genuine guess. I had no <laughs> idea. There was no rhyme or reason to that pick. I just, I was like, sure, let's say that one. Yeah, the third one is fake. The other two are real. Um, the roach the, one sounds so gross. Ugh. The roach one is pretty like gnarly because it, um, like. The way that they did the makeup, it looks insanely real. She's like, she's like bench pressing, mm-hmm. and I think that Freddie comes and like holds the the bench like the weight down, and as she's trying to push it up, it breaks. It like snaps her arms back, and then just like like roach arms like come and they flop oh. out of her skin oh. and she's like running around with these giant roach arms and her oh, and then no. and then she runs into like the roach motel and she falls and you know that like sticky stuff in yeah. it yeah she like as she like um tries to lift her head it sticks to her skin and peels all of her skin off oh. and then she's a cockroach oh that sounds so gross oh. that one is brutal like that one gets me every time i'm like oh it's it's really hard to watch and which one which (laughs) one's that from um that one is from i believe that one is from the dream master which is the fourth one okay it's either dream master or the fifth one the dream child i can't remember exactly all right it's all good it's all good all right let's keep going i'm I'm doing good now i'm in this game this is your last one All right. So you can get a four out of five or a three out of five. Okay. I'm going for that B, baby. I'm going for that B. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first one is Dan. He is riding a motorcycle home in the middle of the night. As he is riding the the motorcycle, it starts to fuse with him and like – become part of his body and become part of his skin and so it turns him into like a machine and then he crashes into a wall and like explodes basically okay um the second one is rick does karate he gets into a fight with an invisible freddy the only thing that you can see is Freddy's glove. And then he ends up being stabbed when Freddy, Freddy like throws his glove across the room and it stabs Rick. Okay. Greta is a model and her mother doesn't like her to overeat. So while Greta is at a dinner party in her nightmare, Freddy comes out dressed as a waiter and he force feeds her her own guts until she suffocates on the food. <sighs> and then this one, oh I'm sorry, this one has four deaths in it. Oh shit. Oh, we got yeah, we got a surprise like the, one. The okay. One. Um so this is John Doe. 
John Doe is in a plane and he gets pushed out, uh, but he has a parachute. Uh, Freddie cuts the parachute strings and then he puts spikes underneath John Doe, like where he's falling. He puts spikes all the way down on the ground. So then John falls onto the spikes and dies. Oh, okay. All right. Which one's fake? I'm going to say it's got to be between the first and the last one. Now, the last one, I'm like, because it's John Doe, I'm a little sus. I'm a little sus on the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could believe the death. Mm-hmm. But the first one just sounds so ridiculous that I'm going to say that that's the fake one. The motorcycle one? Yeah. They're all real. <laughs> what? No. Oh, what a trick. What yeah, a trick. They're no all fair. real. Uh, <laughs> damn. I put all of the most ridiculous ones together because <laughs> I knew you were going to be like, oh, well, <laughs> all of them are probably fake, but now they're all real. Damn. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So the John Doe one is from Freddy's Dead. And his name in it is John Doe because he's lost his memory. He doesn't remember who he is. Oh, and shit. then, yeah. So they just call him John Doe for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then the, the first one is from the fifth movie. And yeah, that one really happens. And it looks gruesome because, like, it like melds, like, the machinery, like, goes in between his fingers and like inserts itself under his skin Oof. and like goes all the way up to his head and like it it looks it looks so painful and like it turns him into metal basically but it looks really very painful Ugh. and then yep the greta one with the model yep uh freddie like sticks his claws into her stomach and then like force feeds it into her yeah and her cheeks are all like puffy and stuff that one i could it. believe i was like this sounds like some freddie shit right yeah here. that one honestly is like even for freddie it's pretty mean like he's like fucking her up <laughs> he's like oh yeah i think he says like you are what you eat or maybe yeah. her mom says that i can't remember and then yep and then rick does karate with invisible freddy because they didn't have robert england available on that day that's and, hilarious and they had to do a reshoot so he's the only person who like doesn't interact with freddy it's just like his glove that the funny thing is like that one even though it sounds silly i'm like i could see that happening and like elm street like four or five or something i could see that being a thing yeah i was so sure that that was the one that you're gonna be like that's fake (laughs) because it just sounds ridiculous and it it sounds silly but i was like nah there's something about the bike one i was like that just sounds so off yeah that was was a fun game that was that was a lot Mm -hmm. of fun uh <laughs> people who are listening you should let us know how many of those you got right uh yeah I, what did i score three out of five that's, yeah that's, three out of five i i didn't do well on the test but i passed the test i, I made it <laughs> mm-hmm. you passed it yeah especially for not having seen them in a while because there's like there's so many yeah there's a lot that i will say and- the one that definitely stuck out was the paper one it's like i remembered mm-hmm. that one yeah, well, it's so different from all of the other ones. Like, 
it's and it's really cool because they it's like black and white the whole thing is like black and white and yeah it's a little bit more of like an artsy death too because it's yeah, like she's definitely it dying but it's like it's more like implied death mm-hmm. and i was like oh this I is always, different yeah i always thought like out of all of the deaths i would prefer to have his because it doesn't seem like it hurts as yeah because well, he's paper mm-hmm. but then at the same time i'm like okay but then i guess like it probably still feels like you're being cut up I yeah all of them i mean all of them sound horrible yeah i just I'd don't think just stabbed you just you just i i think the biggest is you just don't want to deal with freddie in general like you just don't want to mm-hmm. you don't want to tango with mr kruger he's just not he's <laughs> not he is not the one as they would say yeah he is really not the one like i would he yeah I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> please leave me alone, Papa Freddy. I don't want to have any problems. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we're probably going to cover, like, all of the movies eventually I, in the future. We're, I, would, I would like to. I would like to kind of go through and rewatch them, especially after hearing these deaths, too. Like, I, ha- <laughs> I have a bit of an itch now to, like, go back and see how crazy some of these movies get. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, especially because then we can talk more in depth about some of these deaths. Because there are also some some good ones that I didn't even like include in this. Because I, okay. I was like, okay, if we end up talking about them, I don't want to give away all the good ones. Okay, so, fair. Um, yeah, we'll definitely go through all of the movies. Yeah. So if nothing else, you will definitely get Nightmare on Elm Street. The what? What would you call it? The the collection. From mm-hmm. from your resident homies of horror. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, that's it for our Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Hope you guys yes. enjoyed. Thanks yes. for sticking through and listening. Yes. Find us on our social medias, at homies of horror. Email us any ideas you have. Um, our email is homiesofhorror at gmail.com. And be on the lookout for our next episode, which will be coming out on Monday. Well, next Monday. Yeah. But all right, guys. We hope that you have a good one. And we will be talking to you next time. Yeah, we'll catch you guys later.